0: Here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Ballen in one of the Sunday morning services. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 to 20. Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me What we read just now was a couple of words that Jesus spoke before he ascended into the heavens. Jesus, after the resurrection, was seen by his disciples and by many others for 40 long days before he was caught up into the heavens. We call this as post-resurrection appearance of lord jesus christ we read that in a couple of scriptures probably we may not read that now where scriptures very clearly tell us today that jesus the recent savior was seen by many people one week after the resurrection day jesus appeared to the disciples and especially to his disciple thomas and to the ten other disciples as they were locking themselves behind the door. We read that in John chapter 20, verses 26 to 31. one. Will not go there. Secondly, to seven of his disciples in Galilee and to many of them afterward, and if you remember, Jesus appeared to Peter and asked him, do you love me? We read that in John chapter 21, verses one to 25. To the 11 of the disciples on a mount, mountain in Galilee, Jesus appeared after his resurrection and gave this great commission as we read just now from Matthew chapter 28 verses 18 to 20. Scripture also says in 1 Corinthians 15 6, Jesus appeared to 500 disciples at one time. Can you imagine? Jesus, the risen Savior, appeared to 500 of them at one time. And 1 Corinthians 15:7 says Jesus also appeared to his brother James. Probably James had a tough time to believe because Jesus happened to be his own brother and Jesus appeared to James especially. Now in various other meetings and you know as Jesus appeared to 11 of the disciples, he appeared to many of them during the 40 days after his resurrection. And these days were very powerful days for the disciples. Because they have seen the risen Savior with their own eyes. Can you imagine? They saw Jesus Christ before his crucifixion, but now they are seeing the risen Savior with their own eyes and being with them for 40 long days after resurrection. They saw Jesus dying on the cross, and they saw Jesus giving up his spirit, but now they are seeing Jesus alive back and dealing with them in a special way. You know, I believe the same experience is given to the church today. But most of the time we don't realize that because we know Jesus died at the cross for our sins. But we also know Jesus Christ is risen today. The church has the same experience of what disciples were going through on the day. You know, what we read just now were a couple of significant instructions that Jesus gave his disciples during his appearance. Let's read that again, Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 to 20. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. And this morning, let's take a few moments to reflect upon what Jesus said to his disciples as he is telling the same thing to the church today. First of all, number one, Jesus said, All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. You know, what authority Jesus is talking about? And when and how this authority was given to Lord Jesus Christ? You know, I tend to compare any legal system. In any of the legal system, for example, in Canada, when a bill is processed or proposed, The Legislative Legislative Assembly of Canada is responsible for passing the bill and making that bill into a law. And this law, once it is confirmed, once it is published, this law will be further taken for implementation by the enforcement agencies or law enforcement agencies such as RCMP, for example, or Border Security Force or even Health Canada, or even Canada Post, you know, during these various law implementation agencies or law enforcement agencies, the law which was published, the bill which was proposed and processed by the Legislative Assembly, and once the law is published and the enforcement agency is responsible for enforcing the law, in the same way, the law was already published or passed in the Garden of Eden. You know, that's where Jesus was given the authority. Let's turn to Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. Let's go to Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. You know, that's where we see the law or the bill was proposed and the law was pronounced there. Genesis three fifteen. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel." You know, that's where the law was announced or published. What was the law? The law was about the birth of Lord Jesus Christ, the coming of Lord Jesus Christ, and the power and authority that God Almighty has given to Lord Jesus Christ to crush the head of the enemy. You know, that was passed at the law at the Garden of Eden. And the law was in a silent mode for a long period of time. But now, when Jesus was crucified at the cross, we see the law being implemented, a law being enforced. You know, we read that in Colossians, Paul writes it in a special in a peculiar way, saying in Colossians chapter 2, verse 15. Let's read Colossians chapter 2, verse 15. We need to understand the scripture. Having disarmed principalities and powers he made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them in it at the cross by the cross having disarmed the principalities and powers paul refers to the powers of satan the power of darkness jesus hanging at the cross he disarmed he stripped away all the principalities and powers of darkness and he made them as a public spectacle of them triumphing over them in it at the cross that's where jesus did that and we are talking about jesus saying all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. How that authority came? The authority was pronounced at the Garden of Eden, and now it is enforced as Jesus was hanging at the cross, as He was crushing the head of the enemy, head of Satan. Now the risen Savior has all the right to say that all authority has been given to me in the earth and on and uh, in heaven and on earth. What the power and authority Jesus is talking to His disciples. There are three specific instructions given, which the church must obey today. Now, if that instruction was given to the disciples, it means the instruction is given to the church today. Number one, (coughs) go and make disciples of all the nations. (coughs) Go and make disciples of all the nations. You know, disciple-making is the number one priority of the church mark chapter 16 verse 15 says the well-known scripture mark chapter 16 verse 15 and jesus said to them go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature we are talking about jesus giving the authority jesus giving the commission to his disciples saying that i have been given authority and you go and make disciples And disciple-making was given as a first instruction as Jesus was talking to them. Who are disciples? You know, disciple is a student or a follower of someone. And here we are talking about Lord Jesus Christ. So disciple is a student of the word of God and a follower of Lord Jesus Christ. And how do we make disciples? What Is the process of helping someone to follow Christ like you follow Christ. You know, that's what exactly is disciple making. Help somebody to follow Christ the way you follow Christ. We don't want to keep that as a secret that we are followers of Jesus Christ. God is expecting us to tell that to someone and encourage him or her and tell him or tell her that, come on, this is what I do every day. This is what I do every day. I practice every day and I encourage you to do it. The way you I follow Christ, you also follow Christ. You know, that's what is the disciple making. And every one of us are called, every one of us is called to be a disciple maker. You know, for some of us, it may be a new term, but that's a scriptural term. That we are called to make disciples. The commission is given to all of us. You know, we may be pastor today or we may be a nurse today or we may be a teacher or we may be a lawyer or we may be a stay-at-home mom or we may be someone. But the commission or the, the, the call is on every one of us that God is asking us to make disciples today. That's the reason Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations. You know, not only in our place of birth, even God, wherever he takes us, Wherever he has asked us to go, God is asking us to go and make disciples. In our know, times we have a question within us. Is it really the will of God that I came to Canada? Right? Yesterday someone was talking about citizenship, becoming a citizen of this nation. And someone else said that if you become a citizen of this nation, you need to renounce your citizenship of your native country. So then we worry about it. We question within ourselves, is it really the will of God that I came to this nation? But scripture says, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. Whoever come across in your life, try to turn him into a disciple of Jesus. It doesn't really matter which country you are in. It doesn't really matter where you reside. As God takes you, try to be a disciple and try to be a disciple maker. That's what God is expecting in our lives. You know, if God is asking us to make disciples and I believe God is telling you and me today that we need to become a disciple maker. How do we know that we are a disciple maker or not? A simple test. These are the questions I was asking me. Turn back and see in your life how many you helped to follow Christ the same way you follow Christ today. It's a specific question for each one of us. We need to answer within ourselves. Turn back in your life and see how many you helped. Probably you would not have helped them all along, but maybe somewhere along the line you would have helped somebody. You would have spent some time with somebody. Somebody. Maybe in their difficult situation, when they were depressed, maybe you would have shared the love of God. Probably after that, somebody else will do the job. It doesn't really matter who waters and who sows the seed. Somebody will reap. It doesn't really matter. But God has brought people in your life all along. And how many of them we were of help to show them the way that they need to walk. How many of us can tell today that I'm following Christ because he or she maybe you need to put our name there and see how many of them are able to say tell that he or she showed me or spoke to me saying that you need to follow jesus christ and today i'm able to follow i'm following jesus christ because someone spoke to me about or that particular individual spoke to me about jesus christ and god is expecting us to make disciples you know our church is growing and we are in such a time That we need to start making disciples. If we do not make disciples, I'll come to that part a little later. In simple words, Jesus is telling us today that we are responsible to share about the risen Jesus Christ to our neighbors, to our community, to our friends, to in our workplace, and wherever we go. God is expecting us to tell them how to follow Jesus Christ. And why we need to follow Jesus Christ. The same way we follow Jesus Christ, God expects us to encourage others and make them disciples. Jesus spoke to the disciples saying that, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. You know, today God has brought us to this nation with a purpose. Now every one of us are found precious in the sight of God. And God has a plan, very clear plan in our lives. There are lives out there they need to be touched by our presence there are lives out there they need to be touched by our lives and god is preparing us and god that's the reason god is telling us this morning that he wants us to become disciple makers number two jesus is telling baptize them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit and he said first you go and make disciples and now secondly what we need to do We need to baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now, there may be questions today in the church. Is baptism important? Adult baptism, immersion baptism, the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Is it important? Yes, it is important, right? As we know. (coughs) Excuse me. There are questions. Can we go to heaven without taking baptism? And i will not even ask that question because jesus is telling me this is what you need to do go and make disciples and baptize them and why should i ask that question will i go to heaven without baptism or not i will just do it i will just do it god is asking us to take baptism not only there god is asking us to baptize others take baptism and god is asking us to baptize others you know i don't want to talk much about baptism because we know about baptism but there are a few simple examples from the scriptures let's turn to acts chapter 8 verse 26 to 39 quickly we'll read those scriptures. they're precious acts chapter 8 it's a very simple example if you are talking to someone about baptism these are the scriptures probably you need to refer to Acts chapter 8, verse 26. Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south along the road, which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. So he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury and had come to Jerusalem to worship. This man came to Jerusalem to worship. And as he was returning to Ethiopia, he was returning and sitting in, the, in his chariot, and he was reading Isaiah the prophet. Verse 29, Then the Spirit said to Philip, Go near and overtake his chariot. So Philip ran to him, And heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, do you understand what you are reading? You know, what a kind of disciple making that was. What have been a best example for making a disciple. Philip was carried away by the Holy Spirit. And he went and met this man as he was sitting and reading the book of Isaiah. Philip did not know know how to start the conversation and God is enabling him. And as he was reading from the book of Isaiah, Philip is asking, do you understand what you are reading? You know, that's how, that's simple as it is, the disciple making. It's not some tough concept, disciple making. It's just sitting next to somebody and asking how things are in your life. Do you understand what are you reading? Do you understand what you're going through in your life? It is just as simple as here Paul puts it this way. And he says, and he said to him, how can I understand someone unless someone guides me? No valid response. And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. That's enough for a man of God. Verse 32, the place uh, place in the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughterer. And as a lamb before its shearer is silent So he opened his, not his mouth In his humiliation his justice was taken away And who will declare his generation For his life is taken from the earth So the Enoch answered Philip and said I ask you of whom does the prophet say this Of himself or of some other man And then Philip opened his mouth And, and beginning at the scripture Preach Jesus to him. Disciple making is preaching Jesus. Nothing else. Disciple making is not telling about how what good things you receive from the Lord. Disciple making is presenting Jesus, presenting the one who was crucified for his life is what this disciple making. Disciple making is not inviting people into Christianity saying that if you follow Jesus, everything will be, you will be blessed forever. You will walk on the petals of rose. No, not at all. Disciple making is just as simple as this. Telling. That's what exactly Philip did. He preached Jesus to him. Verse 36, now as they went down the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, see, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? What a question is what it was. Scripture doesn't say that he preached about baptism. All that scripture says is he preached about Jesus to him and that led him to obey all the commandment of God. Then Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still. And both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and he baptized him. Now when they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught Philip away so that the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. I like that part. He went on his way rejoicing. You know, what a joy that fellowship made in his life. That's what is exactly disciple making. You know, God is calling you and me to make disciples. It is simple. There is nothing hard as, nothing simple as making a disciple. It is very easy. Just interfere in someone's life. Interfere in someone's life. And that's where you see God using you. All the gifts of the Holy Spirit will be invoked in your life when you start interfering in someone's life. We must obey the command of baptism. If some of us are not given our life for baptism, we need to surrender. We need to give our life. Noah preached to the wicked people in his days. We read that in Genesis chapter 6. We don't go there. They did not believe Noah's message. And they did not repent. And they never got saved. And they ignored the word of God. And scripture says, all of them perished. All of them perished because they simply ignored the word of God. And today baptism is such an important aspect of scriptures that we don't want to neglect it. God did not change his mind in the days of Noah. And he's not going to change his mind. Noah also was given a choice. You either make disciples, either you preach the gospel, preach the good news and save your family. It was an option given to Noah. But Noah listen to the voice of god and he obeyed if not noah would have got perished along with his family and today god is speaking us speaking to us and telling us go and preach the gospel and baptize them in the name of the lord father son and the holy spirit baptism is not an option to the church baptism is a must to the church and we need to have baptism service soon as some of some of us need to be baptized Number three, let's go back to Matthew chapter 28. The final instructions that Jesus was giving to the church. Verse 20, Matthew 28, teaching them to observe all the things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. First, Jesus said, go and make disciples. Secondly, baptize them. And thirdly, teach them teach them. You know, by teaching God's word, we obey the third commission that Jesus gave to his disciples. You don't need to stand in the front of the crowd and preach God's word. You can preach God's word one to one. You can preach God's word even if you are holding on to your phone line with someone else. You can preach God's word. You can preach God's word even when you type an email. You can preach God's word when you type a text message. Even you can preach God's word when you use WhatsApp. There are many different ways you can preach God's word. It is an instruction commissioned by God Almighty that we need to go and make disciples. We need to baptize them and we need to teach them to observe all those things Jesus commanded us to do. We are trying to make somebody who resembles our life. And that's what is disciple making. By teaching God's word, we are obeying his third commission. You know, that's the reason Bible teaching is important. I really admire the great Bible teachers. They are alive today. Teaching the word of God is one of the important mission that God has given to us. Every opportunity we need to make use by teaching we don't need to feel that why do i teach to the known people who already know about jesus christ that's what jesus said you need to teach the word of god every believer i believe is a student of the bible every believer is a student of the bible every believer is a disciple of lord jesus christ And every believer is a disciple maker of Lord Jesus Christ. And every believer of Lord Jesus is a missionary to the nation where God has kept us today. And every missionary has a responsibility of mission wherever we are placed. And you and I are missionaries to this nation of Canada. You know, we need to have that assurance within our heart. Missionaries were sent from the from this land at some point of time, but it is time that God is bringing missionaries into this land because this nation is in need of mission. And this morning, God is speaking to us, saying that you need to teach the word of God and make them to observe all that I have commanded you to do. Now, Bible teaching is very, very important today. Let's read a couple of scriptures and we close. Let's go to Hosea chapter 4. Hosea chapter 4. Scripture says how important it is that we need to teach the Word of God. Hosea chapter 4, I'll read it for you. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also will reject you from being priest for me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I also will forget your children. Today, children are forgotten and children are wandering in the streets because there were nobody teaching them the Word of God. Teaching the word of God is important and it is crucial for our nation today because we don't want to see our generation wandering in the the streets. We don't want to see our children running here and there as orphans on the streets day and night. Scripture says, if you reject my word, I will reject your children. It is very important that we need to teach the word of God to our family and to others as we continue to make disciples. Proverbs chapter 5, verses 12 to 14. Proverbs chapter 5, verse 12. Scripture says, if we hate the instruction of God, this is what will happen to us. Proverbs 5, verse 12. And say how I have hated instruction. And my heart despised correction. I have not obeyed the voice of my teachers nor incline my ear to those who instructed me. I was on the verge of total ruin in the midst of the assembly and the congregation. Today, God is asking us to obey the instruction as they are taught. The same way God is expecting us to teach the instruction because someone else will not know unless we teach them. And their life will end in ruin if we do not teach them. We need to follow all that Jesus taught us to follow and we need to teach all that Jesus asked us to teach we talked about three commands that Jesus gave and he is giving to us today to the church go and make disciples baptize them teach them it is our responsibility even though few of us here this morning it is every one of our responsibility to go and make disciples let's take a decision this morning lord Bring someone on my life, on my way. I will share gospel to him. I will share Jesus to him, and I will work with him, work with her, and make him and her as a disciple. The way I follow today, Christ, he needs Jesus. She needs Jesus. Lord, I will do that, Lord, and I will continue to teach the word of God. Lord, I will grow in the knowledge of word of God, and I will teach the word of God. And finally he says, I am with you, always, even to the end of the age. You know, today we do this because the authority, as it was given to Lord Jesus, it is given to you and me in Matthew chapter 28, verses 19, 18 to 20. Jesus is handing over the authority to the church today and telling us, you go and preach the gospel, you go and baptize them, and you go and teach the word of God. We do it boldly because Jesus said, I'm with you always unto the end of the age. And the boldness comes from the Lord today to do all this because he has promised us that he will be with us. And as we continue to do, God will equip us. As we take a step of faith and start doing it in someone's life, God will strengthen us because he has promised us saying that I am with you always. I'm not just leaving you as orphans, I'm with you. And today we do it because these are the commissions And the missions that God has given to the church today. A church that is not making disciples is a dead church. A church which is not baptizing believers is a dead church. Do you know how many of uh, how many we baptized last year? Zero. It is the commission that God has given to us that we need to baptize people into Christ. Otherwise we don't obey the law of God. The church that is not teaching the word is a church of no purpose. There is no value. There is no reason for its existence. So church should be a disciple making church. Church should be a baptizing church. Church should be a teaching church. And who are the church? We are the church. Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swaminathan at balan at hipm.org. God bless you.